Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nations, bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and excited. Day three of the 2021 NFL Draft is here. We are going to be here all day long at Blogging the Boys, wherever you're watching, on our YouTube stream, on our Facebook page, on our Twitter page, wherever you're watching. We hope you're having a good time. We're going to have a great time all day long. This is the first of many streams that we're going to have today. We're going to have different streams for each round. It is currently round four. Uh, the television broadcast tells me that the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. However, the pick for the Detroit Lions is already in, who are on the clock after them, according to your television broadcast. But the Detroit Lions taking USC wide receiver Eamon St. Brown. Uh, so things are going to happen very fast today, which is why we're here all together to make sure that we are caught up on it all. Captain Linsano says, what's up, RJ? What's up going on, Captain? Ha- hope all is over with you are as well. C. Dixon Jr. says, what's up? Hashtag Cowboys Nation. Last night was rough for the Dallas Cowboys, obviously. The third round, not exactly something that people were thrilled by. Uh, we do have a recap video that is up on our YouTube page or should be up momentarily, so you can go back and check that out. Tony Catalina joined me. Uh, we will be joined by Tony Catalina and a cast of other people all throughout the day. As mentioned, we'll have a different stream for the round four, for round five, for round six, for round seven, and then we'll, we will have an undrafted free agent show where we will be tracking all of the undrafted free agents that the Dallas Cowboys are signing. We'll also, of course, keep you updated at blogging the boys and all of our social media properties. But it's the third day of the 2021 NFL draft. Uh, Deborah says, Hey, RJ. Uh, hey, Deborah, how's it going? Uh, Christopher Summer or Christopher Lopez, excuse me. Good morning. Good morning. Top of the morning to everybody. Uh, Irving Cares, 214. How many starters did we get in days one uh, through two? I think the answer for that is not exactly what everybody wants to hear. Let's take a look at where things stand with the Dallas Cowboys. Their draft class so far, Micah Parsons in the first round after the trade back with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, that's, I think that they're right there. You know, that's clearly the best pick uh, throughout the class for the Dallas Cowboys. By the way, the Bengals pick, in case you missed it, is uh, Cameron Sample, the defensive end. Um, just staying caught up here. But Micah Parsons, obviously, uh, the best player in the class so far. Kelvin Joseph, I think, is a is a starter, you know, soon enough. And outside of that, I don't think that there are a lot of starters, you know, in terms of immediate starters for the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, these are projects. The Nis- no, excuse me, the Nishan Wright pick the Cowboys made last night, uh, one that not a lot of people we're confident in and that is definitely a project which is why a lot of people were so upset by it if you're gonna you know 
roll the dice on some projects. Round three is not the time to do that. Uh, but um, yes, uh, Cameron Sample is gone. Uh, just checking, making sure this is going to be a day where we're, we're monitoring Twitter, where everything is happening very fast. If you have the television broadcast on behind us, it is going to be behind. We are going to be moving at warp speed. I've had a coffee. I've got a monster in the fridge. I have many Diet Cokes. The caffeine is here. It's like a waterfall. And we're going to make sure uh, that things are happening really great. So uh, Cameron Sample is gone, which means right now the Atlanta Falcons should be on the clock in terms of real time with the 113th overall pick. The Cowboys, of course, up at 115. Who do you want? Let's start here. Let's get things started. Let's kind of put some positive energy into the space. Who do you want to see the Dallas Cowboys draft with their first pick in the fourth round? They do have two selections in the fourth round today. Uh, one of those a compensatory pick. Obviously, the Cowboys only have a single pick in the fifth round. They're going to have to wait a little bit. That is their comp pick. Uh, the Cowboys traded their original fifth round pick last year in the fourth round when they moved up with the Philadelphia Eagles, of all people, obviously, uh, to to go draft Tyler Biotish. Uh, the Cowboys do have two sixth round picks and they only have a single seventh round pick. Like I said, we will have somebody on to discuss each and every pick with us. Deborah says, I like waterfalls. Booyah. Okay, cool. Uh, Omar Lee says, Cox. Jabril Cox is definitely uh, a name that a lot of Cowboys fans are excited about. Uh, Jason says, need defense, need something fierce. Uh, Enrique says, the defensive tackle from Florida State. Uh, Marvin Wilson, uh, gone. I think that's what you're talking about. Gone last night. Um, let's see. Rob says, I'll go with Jabril Cox and finish off the linebacker rebuild. Not a bad idea. Jabril Cox, by the way, uh, Dame Brugler's fantastic draft guy, the sixth overall linebacker in his particular evaluation. Uh, he does have him as a second to third round grade. The Cowboys obviously already walked away with a linebacker in this draft. Uh, their first pick, Micah Parsons out of Penn State. So we talked about last night, all throughout our live shows, we had two different streams in the second and third round, obviously, how the Cowboys should double dip. And they did double dip a corner in taking the Sean Wright, although that was a bit of a surprise, um, especially with um, Elijah Molden and Afate Melifanu on the board, who literally went the picks right after the Cowboys took uh, right to the Tennessee Titans and the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Lions, who did just take uh, St. Brown out of USC, are having a rather nice nice draft. Uh, we've got C. What do people want here? Let's get Dane's draft guide up here. Uh, a lot of people talking about Nasir Dean, uh, the safety out of Florida State. Lots of people just saying the safety from FSU. Yeah, it's a long name to type out. I'm not saying I, um, I agree, disagree with that. Fool for Speed uh, says, uh, need an offensive tackle prospect. And the Cowboys have yet, I think that that's maybe if you're if you're coming up with questions, right? If you're coming up with things you're concerned about when it comes to the Cowboys draft so far, um, there are two, I think two at the very top besides, you know, questions about the players that they've drafted. The first one is that they do not have an offensive tackle. The second is that they do not have a safety. Now you could look at the fact that the Cowboys drafted Micah Parsons and that he maybe opens the door for Keanu Neal to play more safety than we've thought he will for the last couple of months. Uh, maybe the Cowboys kind of view that as, as a two birds, one stone sort of situation. However, they do still need an offensive tackle. Even if you feel great about safety, which I don't know that you would. By the way, Stephen Jones basically trolled every Cowboys fan in the universe on Friday night after the team's post-draft press conference. But uh, let's see here. We've got uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go ahead and get our graphic ready here. Are on the clock. All right, the Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. I'm trying to find out who... I uh, went just before them. Give me just a second. If we've got an answer who went just ahead of the Cowboys, that would be appreciated. Uh, we obviously appreciate everybody who's helping us out here. Uh, right before the Dallas Cowboys went, we have uh, 
nope, I still don't know yet here. Uh, but uh, let's see here. If anybody can let us know, that would be great. Uh, Demar Hamlin um, is. Uh, let's see. We've got um, again. Just making sure here. By the way, uh, um, Jabril Cox is in play here. Um, definitely in play for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, as an option, uh, again, the linebacker, it, it, I mean, I think we'd feel really positive about, you know, the situation at, at linebacker if the Cowboys did double dip. Um, they have double dipped at corner. Just making sure, oh my gosh, everybody, the pick is in. The Dallas Cowboys pick is in, and it is time to get excited. The Dallas Cowboys looking for it, looking for it, looking for it. Everybody give me one second, one second, one second. The pick is in. All right, everybody, with the 115th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys have, in fact, selected LSU linebacker Jabril Cox. Let's go! Everybody, get pumped. The Dallas Cowboys did it. This is I'm, I'm not trying to exaggerate. I think this is the first pick that we all feel very great about. Um, this is an incredible pick for the Dallas Cowboys, incredible value. And this is the first time I think we've really been able to say that. Uh, every pick that they've made to this point, sorry, we're getting tweets up all over at our blog and the boys account, focusing on getting our social things ready for you as well. All of our people that follow us on Instagram and whatnot. Uh, Jabril Cox, again, uh, Dane Brugler's big board has him evaluated as the sixth overall linebacker in the class. If you're curious who those top six are, Micah Parsons, JOK, Zaven Collins, who went to the Arizona Cardinals, had a great video talking uh, to Steve Kime originally. Nick, Zamin uh, Davis, who went to the Washington football team, right? I mean, it's been a long couple of days. Uh, Nick Bolton, who obviously went last night, and Jabril Cox. The Dallas Cowboys have two of the top six linebackers in the class. Uh, Letitia uh, says, linebacker, I was sitting bricks. Thank you, Letitia. It's a family show. Uh, Josh Ferris says he's a better pick than most of their third rounders i agree in fact let's um is this the best pick is this actually let's let's rephrase is this the best value that the dallas cowboys have come away with in the nfl draft so far by the way we're getting our friend bobby belton here getting him the uh the link to join us he's going to join us to talk about this pick uh letting bobby know hey we sent the link so come on over uh is this the best value that the, the dallas cowboys have come away with so far in the 2021 NFL draft. I think it is. Um, even the Micah Parsons pick, as, as talented of a player as he is, he's a, it's a linebacker in the top 12, so it's difficult to kind of get over. Um, I think this truly is the best value. This is a great pick by the Dallas Cowboys. A very, 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 very good pick. Dallas Martin, appropriately named, about stinking time. Again, family show. I really appreciate everybody for uh, the PG-13 this year. Um CeeLo says, still need offensive line help. Hey, don't worry. See, it's a long day. Uh, but this is this is nice. This this is nice. Dallas Martin says, by far the best value in the last two rounds. Yeah, I think this is certainly the best pick that anybody has felt uh, or, or nobody has felt this good about a pick, at least since Kelvin Joseph. Um, there certainly were people that were questionable about that as well. But Jabril Cox, the linebacker out of LSU for the Dallas Cowboys, gives them more options. And it is very clear that Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch are on notice. The state of the Dallas Cowboys linebackers changing dramatically, very quickly. Uh, you know, if you're wondering, if Leighton Vander Esch is wondering whether the team is going to pick up his fifth-year option on, to, on Monday, excuse me, um, it does seem rather questionable. Uh, but as Christopher Lopez says, it's a good start. Clint Jones says, by far 
the best value. Oh, I like this comment from Matthew Lester. Uh, Benjamin Button draft getting better the longer we go. Uh, waiting on Bobby Belt to join us, but Jabril Cox, if you're just joining us now, make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. We will have film reviews up on every single Dallas Cowboys draft prospect in the coming weeks. Micah Parsons coming soon. Uh, this this is great. This is we've been waiting on um, you know this to happen really the whole draft, right? We've been waiting, waiting on the Cowboys to come away with something that made us feel like they finally did it. This is, this is in line with what we were sort of hoping for and expecting all draft long. And this is the first time that this has really happened. Where is Bobby Belt? He is so late in joining us here. Uh, but Jabril Cox, the newest member of the Dallas Cowboys. Again, we talk about this uh, the last couple of nights. We've got to get all of our stuff ready on different platforms. The Dallas Cowboys linebacker room is now shaping up to be something way more interesting than it was at least 72 hours ago, right? I mean, there, there are now options. The Dallas Cowboys didn't really address the linebacker position in free agency, although you could certainly qualify uh, the addition of Keanu Neal as a linebacker if you really wanted to. Uh, Michael Scarn says, Bob, Michael Scarn is here. Holy crap. Uh, we're in the presence of greatness, says Bobby. Waiting on Bobby to join us. Uh, now, Oso was a good pick, Enrique says, doesn't have flash numbers. Yeah, I mean, that's great. And I'm not trying to knock the Osa pick, especially in retrospect. I don't want to dwell on the past, but this is this is finally we've been waiting for this. This is finally value. And if you're watching the television broadcast, by the way, the Dallas Cowboys still haven't even made their pick. But Jabril Cox is the selection for them. Uh, Bobby is so slow. Bobby's slower than the TV broadcast right here. I'm texting him again. Where are you at? Um, uh, let's go. Kesh. Uh, here we go. Let's get him in here. Finally, Bobby. Whoops. Um, if I could get my headphones on right. Uh, Bobby Belt from NFL Network taking the time to join us here on our live show wearing a Calvin Ridley jersey. Robert, how goes it? Goes great. Did, have you ever put on headphones before? That looked like a little bit of a, a tricky thing for you. I put them on backwards uh, and they are studio headphones. As you know, they're angled for your head. I have a beautifully shaped noggin. Uh, Am I allowed to say why I own a Calvin Ridley jersey? You're not. Um, okay, it's okay. Uh, Jabril Cox, the newest member of the Dallas Cowboys. Your thoughts, um, your emotions, your um you know how how you feel you know just give give us it all get, be honest with us Op open your heart fantastic pick second round type player to me uh right Jamal cox is a so here's the thing he he's not that great in run defense right now um in fact he, he struggles quite a bit there uh but i mean he is an elite cover guy at linebacker um and i think that what you've got right now is a a good combo in the event that Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith are not here for the long term. I think you've got a, a solid foundation here with Jabril Cox and Micah Parsons. And I do think that some of his limitations in the run game can be fixed by coaching. So I think it's a great pick here in the fourth round. I think there were a lot of people in the building last night who wanted to pick him at 99. And so to get him here at 115, I think makes everybody happy. So you mentioned... Um you know, if things don't work out with Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanish, I think everybody's saying like, oh, that's they're not working out, right? Like this is, you know, th this does feel like, especially the Cowboys have now spent two of their top, what, six picks. Um, you know, granted, they didn't enter the draft with six picks, but on the linebacker position, uh, two picks in the top 115 overall selections. This feels like a clear indication that they are planning on something very different. Like they could have, they, they tried to, yeah, I'm not saying they tried to spin it, but like they, they talked what they did. Oh yeah, we're still thinking about Leighton's fifth year option even after the Micah Parsons pick but this this is a this is a bat signal of sorts that yeah things are definitely changing the linebacker room yeah and I think um my sense of it is Jalen Smith's time is running out here um and Leighton Vander Esch is on notice I don't think they're going to pick up his fifth year option I think they're going to have him play it out 
Um, I think that actually benefits both parties involved. You remember we reached that point with the DAC contract where some people were like, you know what? Let him play on the franchise tag. He has he benefits from it. He can potentially earn more money. Cowboys can get more confidence about it. It's good for everybody involved here. Um, I think that the Cowboys will take a similar approach with that fifth-year option. I don't think they're going to pick it up because I also don't think that whatever that figure is of the fifth-year option and it's fully guaranteed, I don't think there's anybody in the league who would pay that right now on the open market for Leighton Vander Esch um, just because of the injury uncertainty and some of the struggles he had last year. But, uh, I mean, I do think it's worth pointing out that the one full season we've had of Leighton Vander Esch, he looked really good, and he was a Pro Bowl caliber player. And so I think that uh, you, you've got to at least – feel better about his potential, I think, to bounce back than you do Jalen at this point. But yeah, both of these guys, I think, are on notice. This is, um, I mean, we've been talking about it so far in, in the stream, but um, is this not the best value that the Dallas Cowboys have had so far in the draft? I mean, of, of all their picks, I really feel like you can make that statement and, and make it rather fairly. Yeah, I mean, I think according to their board, Micah Parsons was a pretty big value. I think in terms of just talent, not the other things, Kelvin Joseph is a talent that belongs ahead of 44 where they picked him. But I think this is universally considered uh, th their best value for sure. Like I said, I think they're getting him two rounds later than he probably deserved to go. Why? I like him enough to say because I think he's such an elite cover guy at linebacker, and I think you need that with the increase of, you know, the smaller, you know, sort of slot receivers that make things difficult across the middle, some of these athletic tight ends, uh, the influx of these guys that you'll see now, like Travis Etienne, and uh, you get, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey and some of these big-time receiving threats out of the backfield. I think Jabril Cox does a lot to kind of neutralize that. But why Why did he fall? That's the question we're getting the most, and nobody knows more about question. any. Nobody knows that more about anything in the universe than you do. So go ahead and and, and answer this for us. Well, he, I mean, when he was in he, fifth grade, Robbie, he, Robbie, Robbie yeah, sorry, no, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I've had a, I've had a very homework. very big coffee today, so go ahead. He, he turned into math homework late in fifth grade. I think you're. Bobby lost Bobby lost audio. Uh, something terrible happened. I think his microphone came unplugged. Bobby is by trade uh, a, a supremely qualified radio uh, technician, and so he has now butchered his you know what he does for a living. Uh, very embarrassing, Bobby. If you're back, we'll go ahead and unmute your mic. Uh, or your mic is still not connected. It says that's the message I'm getting. Uh, let's see if you can unmute it. He can't. Bobby cannot unmute his mic. Goodness gracious. What is happening here? Um, you might need to adjust your settings uh, within the, the platform that we're using here, Bobby. You, you just go to edit your mic. Uh, but um, uh, Dallas Martin said, uh, I believe it's $9.2 million. If you're if you if we have people asking about in the comments uh, what Leighton Van Der Esch's fifth year option value is, it is just a hair over $9 million. Leighton was a first round pick. Bobby, I don't know if you want to exit the stream and come back in. That might be necessary. Uh, we'll go ahead and wait for you. Uh, but Leighton Van Der Esch was a first round I'm pick. I'm here. Okay. I got so excited. I stepped on a cord and unplugged everything. And so and, it, it killed it. You, you do have a different mic now. So your, your audio levels are different. I know that's going to bother you, but. Oh, no. Uh, it sounds okay. I think I sound all right. But you I guess definitely. Not. You definitely sound tinny. Uh, can can some can somebody at least back me up here in the comments and say that Bobby sounds different? Just let us know because he does. Um, so you do sound different. I know. I I say that. I would only tell you honestly because I know it would bother you. Uh, now you're gone again. You're you're gone again. <laughs> your your audio is gone, Bobby. This is uh you know nobody was necessarily uh believing in this. Uh, Raul Duke, by the way, says totally tinny. Uh, Bobby's leaving. I'm sure he's on his way back. Ultimately, let's go ahead and get Jabril's information up here. This is a great, great, great move. 
for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, trying to keep up with Twitter. Um, let's see here. Jabril Cox last night had a tweet, and I saw this going off. Uh, we'll get this up on the screen for you in just a moment here. Let's see here. One moment. Trying to pull it up myself. Uh, Jabril Cox, I'll read it to you in a, in my beautiful baritone voice, if you don't mind. Uh, God has a plan. I pray for direction to follow it, patience to wait on it, and knowledge to know when it comes. Um, obviously, was not chosen on day one or day two. Uh, Bobby, I think, is back. Do we have you now, Robert? Do I sound okay? We've got you now. You're Everything's good. God. Okay. Yeah. This is this is, this is uh, cosmic justice for uh, wearing the Falcons jersey, I guess. So uh, uh, let's answer the question. Cox, he felt because I think I think the biggest reason is uh, I would guess it's mainly because of the run defense. I mean, he is a really poor run defender, and so it's it's kind of limited his capacity a lot of the other linebackers don't have the same deficiencies i mean he is such an elite cover guy but there are major deficiencies in the run game he's just flat out not good at it right now um but i think you can coach that out of him also there's always the chance when you see guys slide like this especially this year that we just don't have answers on a medical thing and so i, I mean it could be that he's got to, i don't want to say he does but i mean it could be that there's some sort of medical issue there that uh made him you know there's an injury or something that caused him to slide a little bit but he's he is a really solid player i mean he can step in and probably he's probably your best cover guy at linebacker right now you feel you feel that way like in your yeah. heart of hearts yeah 100 percent. so um ultimately um the cowboys now here let's see let's get the whole class back up here by the way um this this feels much better i feel like this this is you know okay you know this was bad this was bad this was bad not going great not going great hold up like you know i feel i feel like the cowboys dug in um, a little bit here and really got a nice value, which is what like that. This feels like the first real pick of the draft, like almost like they've been asleep at the wheel, so to speak. And, and like they finally got back in line and in lockstep with the ideology that we were expecting this whole time. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, I think this is just the, By the sorry, Bobby, really quickly to cut you off. I know you were um, a fan of Bobby Brown. I think oh, where did you go? I think he just went. Uh, he just went to the Los Angeles Rams um, oh, at, at one seventeen. Good fit for him. Um, I think that it's interesting when you look at kind of the breakdown of it. I think that Micah Parsons and Kelvin Joseph were just flat out. These are are the best players. There's some questions there. That's why they slid to us. But but let's go for it. Um, I think that Golson or Golson and um, Odigizua are examples of these are solid guys. We know what we're getting with them. Maybe we're going a little early here, or maybe we could get them a little bit later, but these are guys we're comfortable with. And I think Nashawn Wright was just a guy that's like, we love those tools. This is the first pick of the draft where I think it's like blinking light, best player, you know, just flat out. This is the guy that should go here that fits the best. And so in that sense, yeah, I think it is the most different pick that they've had so far. But I, I really don't hate what they did on day two, um, like a lot of people are, are frustrated with. I think I, I appreciate the fact that they've thrown six darts at the defensive board and, and are, are really trying to revamp that. And so I, I appreciate their urgency on that side of the ball and recognizing we got a lot to remake here. I would like to see them with their next pick, hopefully find some sort of an edge rusher, somebody who's, you know, an actual pin your ears back type of go guy. I don't think that's Golston. I don't think that's Odigizua. I think those guys are more Tyrone Crawford, uh, you know, multifaceted tweener types that are more, run game defenders, um, which is something the Cowboys needed. They struggled against the run so bad last year um, that I think those are to their benefit. But I, I would like to see him still here with this next pick, potentially get an edge rusher. Um, as we look at Jabril Cox by the numbers, Great um, 
Yeah, uh, not uh, if you play Madden. I, still, no, it's because I liked Brian Cox growing up. If, if you uh, if you play Madden, still um, they have a bit of a filter um, on that. Like they'll literally put like C dash X um, if, if a player has that last. I don't know if you knew that, um, but this is why I stopped playing Madden. Um, so Joe Saviano says on our YouTube stream, seems like the round three picks are coaches' picks. Like that that they're. they're I, I don't want to say like I don't think that's it, fair. I, I don't think that's fair. I think I think the scouts liked Golson on Odigizua, and I think they like Nashawn Wright. I just think they preferred Jabril Cox. But I mean, I, I don't think they hated Nashawn Wright. I, I do think Odigizua and Golson. I think the the scouts liked him. So ultimately, do you think that this is and some of it is just unknown, right? Like, and that's that's the draft in general. That's this year uh, specifically with the way that the you know the medical situation has been, the lack of information overall in a larger sense. Uh, but do you think that this this pick is the beginning of Cowboys draft pick starting to line up with draft Twitter? Because last year they obviously ultimately they they had that in spades. Um, do you think that that just it's coincidence, or do you think that there is um, that that it's, it's, it's going to be tougher? Because I mean, you're you're getting into this area where Draft Twitter is not necessarily going to know everybody who's going today. Um, and I think that's what frustrated them about round three and a guy like Nashawn Wright was because they're like, this is somebody I should hear tomorrow and I, who I don't know who they are. And I, I should know who everybody who goes in the third round is. Um, so I think there's only a few players left that can fit that. But I do think that the Cowboys feel comfortable about what's ahead of them. And I think that after these picks are made, even if the fans don't know who they are. I think after they investigate them a little bit, you're going to come around and see that you like some of these guys. I just don't know that you're going to have a, a huge awareness of, of the class after about 150 picks, um, especially so, in such a relatively small class. Usually there's a thousand plus players that sign with agents before the draft this year, there were 600 and there's 300 picks. So I mean, half the players available for selection are going to be picked, which is a massive amount. And so it's going to be a, a, thinner class and a class that as we get further along, I think people are going to know the players less and less. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, you know how I love to connect meaningless information. Um, but I those hats, by the way, that is a clean looking hat. Can you get uh, me that? If you want one of these blogging the boys hats, I'll get it for you, Bobby. Will hey, you wear please, it? Dude, I, I dead serious will wear it. It is a nice looking hat. I mean, hey, you know, um, I'll, I'll definitely get you one of these hats. Do you want one of these half zips while you're at it? If you're just yes, out here, yes. you know, barking out requests. I 100%. Mean, Sorry, I'm just commenting y'all's blogging the boys swag. You guys have good looking hats. That's all. I think they're really nice. We'll get you a hat, Bobby. Uh, very good friend of the show. Uh, so, again, meaningless in the grand scheme of things, but meaningful. Uh, Aiden says, I want a hat, too. Guys, we'll, we'll, we're, we're hustling. We'll get everybody hats. That's our oh, goal. Yeah. Our, our goal. Free hat. Free hat. <laughs> Um, notable fourth round linebackers like this, this means nothing, but the Cowboys have had a propensity, um, to draft notable linebackers in the fourth round, Anthony Hitchens, fourth round draft pick, Damian Wilson, fourth round draft pick didn't quite reach the same ceiling that Anthony Hitchens did with the Cowboys, but still, this is a sweet spot for them. I mean, if, if so, you, so what if, you're saying is Jabril Cox will be on the Kansas city chiefs in four years. I'm not necessarily saying that um, where our fourth round linebackers go, but but like if if you buy into um, again like like you know 
strengths, right? Like this is a strength of the Dallas Cowboys is to find linebackers on this day, right? Because they've done it. They've done it several times and and to the point that people were certainly upset when Anthony Hitchens left. Um, Not quite as bummed when Damian Wilson left, but the fact that he ended up with the Chiefs. Uh, And as Adam Wilson lets us know, Brady, James was a fourth round pick. Again, going a little bit further back here, but this this is a sweet spot for the Dallas Cowboys, which is why I'm not at all saying like, be more excited about your Bill Cox than, than Micah Parsons, but overall, be pumped. Like, be super pumped about the future of the Cowboys' linebacker position because there there is a, a likelihood correct me if, if you disagree there is a, a possibility that a year from now the third and fourth best linebackers on the Dallas Cowboys prior to roster cuts and decisions are Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith is that fair like that's legitimately possible I possible I it's right. possible I don't know that it's probable it's possible it's definitely possible and I think that Micah Parsons a year from now is better than one of them, right? If not Probably. both of them. Now, now right. I will say that I will say that Parsons. I do want people to understand. I think he's going to be good. Parsons is not a high floor guy. I mean, this could go a different way. He's a relatively new player at the position. I think that he projects well, and I think he will be good here. Um, but there, there might need to be a little patience year one with him. I think there, there's still some growing to do there. Ultimately, uh, by the way, I saw a tweet from Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News. This is the first time in Dallas Cowboys franchise history that they have spent their first six picks on the defensive side of the ball. There is clearly a commitment. And I know that the third round was not what people wanted in terms of, um, you know, draft knowledge entering, you know, the last couple of days. But, you know, what what have what have people said? What were the you were an anti Kyle Pitts person, right? Like in terms of yeah. general draft lines, like because uh, I wanted my Falcons to get him, right? <laughs> but but like a very common theme, a very common like rallying cry was just spend every pick on defense, and that's a really like wide net to cast. But they've done that so far. They they have spent six picks in the top one fifteen on the defensive side of the ball, two at a position where they have really 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 catered to some overrated players in Leighton Vanderish and Jalen. Smith and so I think I think fundamentally what they're doing is sound even if there are some questions about the players they took in the third round last night yeah and I think that you know when you mentioned the whole fourth round thing and their history of linebackers I just started looking back over the years and just in general on day three I think they've done a really good job of getting starter caliber players uh last year Biotish in the fourth round um Donovan Wilson in the sixth round is looking like it's going to be a good hit um, you look back at uh, uh, 2018, and they take Dalton Schultz, who was a good contributor for them last year. Uh, Cedric Wilson, a guy who they like. Um, day three was a good year where they got Xavier Woods, who, like Xavier Woods or not, he way overplayed sixth-round value. Sure. Um, you got Dak Prescott in the fourth round. Anthony Brown was a starter uh, out of the sixth round pretty consistently. So they've gotten some good value on that day, on this day, this is a day where they seem to do really well, where I think they've spent the night kind of resetting their board and, and, and reevaluating things. And they've always done a real good job of restacking things and getting the guys they want. So that's why I said earlier, even if you don't know these guys that they're targeting today, I think people need to have faith in them finding a starter or two for the future on this day, because they've done it consistently over the years. Yeah. I, I think that that's really well said. I think Xavier Woods is a great example. Um, and an example of like the extremities that are the extremes that people reach extremities is your, your limbs. <laughs> I don't know what extremities was. Um, but, uh, like, a, like a Greek last name, whatever an example of, you know, Xavier Woods really wore out his welcome, especially with the effort, you know, quote this past season, but like, 
if that's what you're getting out of sixth round picks, I mean, you're you're doing rather well in, with sixth round picks. Uh, Bobby, we're making you solo for a second to put Jabril hey. Cox's tweet last night. Scoot over the other way. Uh, last night, <laughs> let's get your hand up, Bob. Vanna, where are we going? <laughs> um, uh, last last night, Jabril Cox tweeted out, "God has a plan." An awful weather man. I pray for direction to follow it, patience to wait on it, and knowledge to know when it comes. This is a hungry player and somebody who feels like he was slighted going this late. And that's that's an exciting thing. Like, um, if you want somebody with a chip on their shoulder, I mean, figuratively, not literally like Anthony Brown, um, that's that's a really – that I'm pumped about that specifically, and I imagine you are too. Yeah. No, I like the mindset. Um, I like the motivation and uh, good football player. I mean, I think that's just the, the the thing you can say about Jabril Cox more than anything else is just they got a good football player and they got a real contributor on this defense. Um, so the, you're great on the draft class this morning versus what it is now. Um, well, again, with the caveat, they've executed their plan. I think that's the biggest thing you can say in terms of the players. I like the players that they've gotten. I think it's a, a B plus solid B plus. But what was it this morning? Like this has to have moved um, it in one direction, is what I'm saying. I think it was a B, just because there's a little bit of unknown, and they and they may have gone a little earlier than they needed to on some of the guys in the third round. But I think this bumps it up to a B plus. Um. Okay. Um. So you're you're that's fair though. Like, what was the last pick before this that bumped it up any direction for you? Um. In this class or any year? This class. Um. Like I think this is my my. The, my point is, I think I this think, is. I, th I think it's it, it's pretty much held at a B. So this is the first one that's probably bumped it up a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the 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 needle movement from pick to pick is larger here than it's been at any point so far. Yeah, this is this is probably the best value they've gotten all day. And this that's is a, one. Of, this is one of the better value picks I think. Period for the draft so far of any team. All right, let's rank Bobby then uh, from one through six uh, before we get you out of here. Um, your favorite picks on the Dallas Cowboys from, and you can, you can qualify it however you want, best value, best player, best talent, but, but rank the, the overall class so far at this point. Um, so I will go by skill and I'll say it's Parsons, Joseph Cox, Golston, Odigizuwa, Wright. Um, I think that value, I would go Cox, Joseph, Parsons, Golston, Odigizuwa, right? And you feel confident in this? Uh, value could shift a little bit. Joseph is just such a hard one to peg. As I told you last night, he's such a talented player. There are just questions about him and and his love of football and, and some of where his focus is. I mean, he he was adamant that that's not a problem when he talked to DallasCowboys.com last night. But um, it's just it's 44 may have been the sweet spot for Kelvin Joseph, even though talent wise, that's a value pick. I think that's about where he belongs based off the questions. Wow. Okay. I think ultimately today is off um, to a great start. Um, reading a tweet right now, Bobby um, from Michael Gelkin of the Dallas morning news. Um, hey, Michael. Se seems like Jabril is, is uh, having his, uh, his press conference with the media right now uh, on being available in the fourth round. Jabril said it was a surprise to me. I know my talents and what I can do. Being picked by Dallas is very exciting. Um, so there was constant communication in the pre-draft press conference or pre-draft process. Excuse me, at least five touch points, including video calls. So clearly, a player that the Dallas Cowboys have done an enormous Michael amount of homework on. Those balls? <laughs> I mean, what did they ask? Uh, I mean, I don't. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to throw it off the rails. I was just um, 
Connor Livesey, who will join us later. I'm curious hey, if you agree. I'm curious that's, if that's, uh, that's uh, Rodrigo uh, Blankenship. I know. I'm curious if you agree with this comp. Um, Connor says Jabril Cox reminded me of Fred Warner coming out of BYU. Undersized, underdeveloped run defender who just absolutely shined in coverage. Um, it's fair. I, I, I think that's fair, probably. Look at you, Bobby, getting everybody gassed up. Okay, uh, Kevin KT. Up. Are they are they excited? People are really excited. I think Pe- people Good. like you know. Uh, by the okay, so but before you leave, Bobby, Kevin KT Turner will, will join us after the Cowboys pick at one thirty eight. Uh, but before you leave, Michael Scarn, Bobby's never seen The Office, so he doesn't understand this reference. Yes, um, says ah, stop it. Uh, That's not true. Stop lying, Bobby. Can you find us a safety this late? Love. Michael. Oh, thank you, Michael. I love you too. Uh, I don't think you're finding a starting safety this late. Um, maybe you find some value here. Um, I always flub his last name. The the safety out of Florida State's probably the best one left. Nasserdine, or it's, it's it is a mouthful. It's a tough uh, name. Um, I know that. I know they were. They. I don't know if he's gone yet since we've been standing here talking. I know they were interested in Caden Stearns, and I think this is about his value. Uh, would be to go around here. So I could see them going after Caden Stearns uh, with 138. That's a possibility. Um, I'm going to give it a go. I tried it when we started the show earlier today. Hamsa Nasiruddin. Yeah, I think that's what I, that is what I said. Uh, yeah, it's close to what you said. I didn't even um, stumble. Uh, but uh, Bobby, uh, very thankful. You have, I think, calmed. I mean, Jabril calmed a lot of people down, uh, but you definitely aided in it. What is going on in the world that I have been the calming, optimistic force? This is not normal. Yeah, I guess, like, before you leave, last, last, last thing, do you have a final thought? I mean, maybe it's that. Like, if if you um, are new to Bobby's Dallas Cowboys draft coverage, I don't know how that would be possible. He's been around forever. He is the GOAT. Um, But um, what would... You know what? What's he? He has generally been a, a bit more of a pessimistic person, or some people would say a realistic person. But you are you are really calm this draft in particular. So what what is your overall takeaway at this point for the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, I think that they're playing it exactly the way they should. They recognize that their defense is in a bad place, and they went out and not only just acquired free agents to fix it, they acquired the new coaches to come in here and fix it. And uh, they, they've thrown every single last dart they have the defense. I You at least, whether it passes or fails, you cannot say they haven't tried to fix this and then try to fix it quickly by going after guys that maybe are, have some red flags. And they're saying, you know what, we got to just get good players on the field and, and going after guys like Parsons and, and, and Kelvin Joseph, which again, to be fair, they're red flags for different reasons. I don't know that you can count them as equal risks. And I don't know that either one of them will prove to be a problem. Um, in fact, I, I feel pretty good about Micah Parsons, and I think the risks associated with Kelvin Joseph are just varied. They're, they're not issues that are similar to the ones you've heard about Parsons. And so um, I, I think that they've done everything they can to fix this defense, which is what everybody wanted them to do. And so you have to applaud their strategy here at the very least. I do think as well, if you not this is this is you, but if you are concerned about Parsons from a character standpoint, they've hedged that bet, right? Like that's that's part of what this is. And part of this is just value, but part of it is, is hedging that bet. Like so, you know, they 
there's an influx. There's, you know, this is very exciting. It seems like we're going to have a more, a, a more closer to normal, at least off season than last year, certainly. Um, so it's exciting to consider what Dan Quinn's going to be able to do when he gets his hands on all of these players. Um, last comment before you leave, Bobby average Joe in all caps, bro. I was begging them to pick Jabril all night. He is so value in round four. He is so slept on. You're going to have depth to the linebacker room and offer help over the slot. Best pick by far for Dallas. Let's go. Who is bro? You or me? Probably you because you're Brochoa. Mm, I think you. Um, you've. you've I, had, I, don't, I don't believe you said I was the first person to ever call you Brochoa. I just don't believe that's true. That's true. So far, the only one, too. Uh, no, like that is despite your best efforts has not uh, caught on. Um, okay. I've said last question several times. This is really my last question. Jamar Johnson, who I don't think has gone in the time we've been talking, mm-hmm. um, say that's the pick at 138. How do you feel? Great pick. He, he's, I, I mean, I, he would have been about right value in the third round. So getting him in the fourth would be big time. He's a solid safety. Uh, I would wonder, though, if they would take Caden Stearns over him. I do think, oh, San Antonio kid, Texas Longhorn. Went to the worst school in the state of Texas, but, you know, we'll look past that. Uh, Bobby, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. You can follow him on Twitter at BobbyBeltTX. Uh, he will have a lot of great nuggets on these draft prospects as the weekend continues to unfold. Bobby, we love you. Thanks so much for joining us. Love you, too. Love Calvin Ridley. All right, everybody. Uh, so the Dallas Cowboys, now let's get you caught up here in terms of where they are at. Uh, they have six players, again, all defensive. The first time in Dallas Cowboys history that they have spent their first six picks on the defensive side of the ball. From top to bottom, Micah, Parsons, Kelvin, Joseph, Osa, Adigizua. We're all getting better at pronouncing his last name. Chauncey Golston, Nashawn Wright last night surprised us all, but the Cowboys came back. They roped us back in, everybody. We're feeling good. We're feeling optimistic. The stars are shining. Um, hope is in the air eternally. I thought my microphone was falling for a second. Uh, Jabril Cox out of LSU, the newest linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. So let's take a look at what picks are left for Dallas. Um, let's uh, get this up here. The Cowboys will be on the clock next at pick 138 overall. After that selection is made, Kevin KT Turner from the Eagle and the Athletic will join us to talk about it. They will also pick at 179 overall. They will also pick at 192, 227, and 238. And that is obviously, of course, assuming they don't trade up. So the Cowboys still have five picks to work with, just under half of their overall draft picks to work with. Um, let's go. Average Joe says, uh, this is what I'm saying the fact that he fell through round three with his coverage skills is crazy. Talking about Jabril Cox, uh, Michael Scarn says, I'm just glad it's finally defense, defense, defense. Again, I mean, for anybody who is upset, we have talked so much about how the Cowboys needed to address the defensive side of the ball. And I mean, they've done that. And, you know, Bobby has been saying since the draft started, um, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm answering some messages here, uh, that a, a great way to evaluate an overall draft class by a particular team is whether or not they they executed their plan. And I think that the plan is clearly been for the Cowboys to improve on defense. And so if that's the plan, like if we look at things through that scope, it certainly feels like they're doing that. And we're, by the way, checking to see uh, where, uh, where things are uh, with regards to the draft at this point, trying to see because the television broadcast is very behind. Uh, let me double check here for you. But again, to that point, the Cowboys really, the plan has clearly been, to get better on defense. And I think they've done that. I, I don't see how you can look at what they've done through their first six picks and not feel like they ultimately have much better players on the defensive side of the ball. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. 
Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, Heartless One says Ardarius Darius Washington needs to be the next pick if he is there. Uh, Raul Duke says speed and length, if that's what it takes to make the analytics work all good. I, I don't know that any of these picks have been analytically driven uh, by the Cowboys. It's clear that they have some specific preferences, right? Then the Sean Wright pick is an example of that. The Jabril Cox pick, though, is clearly an example of being unable to ignore value uh, as the Indianapolis Colts make their pick on the television broadcast. Now we're getting closer and closer and closer to the Cowboys being on the clock for the second time in the fourth round, their second fourth round pick this year. Um, uh, we just saw uh, Chuba Hubbard went to the Carolina Panthers. Panthers having a nice little draft uh, going on. Uh, K chill. 0730 says any chance the Cowboys reach for a quarterback in the fifth round and go with Sam Ellinger. I don't think so. Um, the Cowboys only have one pick in the fifth round. And if we're assuming that this next pick is safety, which is a fair assumption, I think at this point, I really doubt that the first offensive pick the Cowboys make in the draft is a quarterback. I think it's possible the Cowboys take a quarterback um, in, in the draft, maybe later on. Um, but I mean, <laughs> uh their, their first offensive pick, the Cowboys still need an offensive tackle. If we're if we're putting together a wish list at this point, the Cowboys need an offensive tackle. They need a safety. Um, looking at this here, um, two tweets I want to read you here, by the way. First one is from David Moore, covers the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News, noting that the Cowboys have added 11 new players in totality this offseason, six in the draft and five free agency to the defensive side of the ball. So over the course of the last two months, the Cowboys have added 11 players on defense. And so while we can sit here and we can moan and groan about how they're not doing this, they're not doing that, they are adding bodies. They're giving Dan Quinn options. And so while it was, you know, we, somebody mentioned analytics a moment ago, like analytically, like through an analytical, you know, lens, it's difficult to imagine the Cowboys defense will be as bad as it was last season, just because there's generally regression to the mean in some way, shape or form when, when you live on one side of the extreme, like the Cowboys did defensively last year. So just by sheer 
luck or, or sheer normalcy, the Cowboys defense will improve next season. But when you factor in this influx of talent, this influx of talent via free agency, this influx of talent via the draft, the Cowboys surely will have a much better defense in 2021 than they did in 20. But again, the bar is not that hard to clear. Um, this is a very interesting tweet from Danny Rogers, uh, Danny Phantom, if you uh, are a blog and the boys reader. And if you're not, wow, that hurts. But uh, Danny, uh, one of our great writers that has moved on from blogging the boys just tweeted out career interceptions. Anybody who doesn't know this career interceptions, JC Horn two, Jabril Cox, nueve, nine. So again, we're talking about a linebacker with some really great coverage skills, which to be frank is something that we haven't seen from a Dallas Cowboys linebacker really since Leighton Van Der Esch's rookie year, just because of his supreme athleticism at the time and, and, you know, natural raw instincts and things like that. I mean, this, this has been an area where the Cowboys have struggled and, you know, we talk so much about what Dan Quinn had in Atlanta, obviously Deion Jones. And I'm not saying that this is anything like that, but the Cowboys are certainly getting closer to that than they've been in years past. Their linebackers, the Cowboys, have had some of the most unathletic linebackers relative to the NFL average over the last two years because Leighton Van Der Esch has either been injured, uh, either playing through injury or off the field entirely. And Jalen Smith has obviously been, um, you know, what it is. Now, Travi, uh, Travi maybe says, uh, only thing keeping up from being an F is Parsons. I disagree with this. Um, I didn't answer the question when I asked Bobby, but um, the Jabril Cox pick for me takes it from a C plus to like a B. I'll go even past a B minus because last night, it really was difficult to understand what the Cowboys were thinking, especially there at the end. Uh, but here, the Cowboys got supreme value. And when you look at the class as a whole, like forget where they got each guy. And I know that that's a hard thing to do. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think that I think the Cowboys have bounced back nicely here because when you consider that they have Jabril Cox on their team now, however it ultimately happens, I, I think that their draft is a, a B so far. I mean, I, I, if you agree with that, let me know. Let's go with your grade for the Cowboys. Uh, Christopher Summer says, I'm staying at C-. minus. Um, I'm sitting on a B. I'm sitting on a B because they have addressed linebacker in spades. We've been saying so much about how that is such a weak position. They have they have double-dipped at corner and linebacker, which were the two weakest spots in the defense. I know they didn't get the players that a lot of people wanted, and believe me, I mean, I'm definitely bummed that Elijah Molden and Ifatu Melifanu were gone, uh, or at least were on the board, and then now are gone. But they've doubled... I, I don't know that you could have... If the Cowboys were going to double dip at linebacker, which is something that made sense all along, I don't know how you could feel better about this. Yes, maybe you wanted, you preferred Nick Bolton or whatever earlier last night, but these are two incredible linebacker prospects for the Dallas Cowboys. Again, if you believe in Dane Brugler's draft guide, and if you don't, what are you doing with your life? These are two of the top six draft prospects at linebacker for the Cowboys overall. Uh, ben Elf says B. Uh, United Resurgence says B. If we can get a safety with his next pick. I agree. Jeff Cog says B. C. Laws says C. Um, Travy says the NFC East has had a good draft as a whole, though. I agree with that. I mean, like that, that certainly makes this tough. Uh, the NFC East is having a great draft. New York's having a great draft, not just specifically uh, with regards to the players are selecting, but they obviously got the first round pick in 2022 from the Chicago Bears, just monitoring things, making sure all is well. Um, and Washington's having a great draft. Um, Joseph says, uh, LVE, no fifth year, and Jalen can get cut around uh, around June. There's no way Jalen Smith is getting cut this year at this point. His uh, salary, He's already got guaranteed money on the books, uh, but it would not surprise me. I really thought, you know, entering... Uh, inter I mean, I guess as, as, as recent as like 30 minutes ago, I thought the Cowboys might still pick up Leighton Van Der Esch's fifth-year option. And for what it's worth, they still could because, I mean, it, we now know, obviously, the Cowboys have Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox, but um, 
it's it's not inconceivable that Leighton Vanderish, and granted, he'd be making $9 million, but he could be the third linebacker as part of their overall top group in 2022. If And, and let's just let's answer it this way. Uh, Swaggy says, I would make a great therapist. Appreciate it. Look, we're trying to get this together. The fact that we can is, is again, the sickest thing. Um, I would like your answers to this question here. And so let's go ahead and, uh, and give us your answers in the comments. Um, if you can have Micah Parsons, Jabril Cox, and either... Leighton Vander Esch for Jalen Smith in 2022. So you're, you're taking the two players that the Cowboys have drafted this year in Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox, and you're answering which of Jalen or Leighton would you rather have as the trio in 2022? Just 2022, your answers. Jalen Smith or Leighton Vander Esch. Let's go whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're watching on Facebook, whether you're watching on Twitter. If you are watching on YouTube, if you're not, make sure you go subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. Uh, we have a lot of things that we do all the time. We do a live stream, you know, Lots of times because we know that, you know, it is what it is. We want to all be here hanging out together. Wow. The answer's starting to roll in. I'm a little bit fascinated here. Uh, we've got uh, Aiden says Jalen. Eric says, I keep Jalen. Uh, Big Shoots, is, this is the cheat answer. Not to call you at Big Shoots, but I LVE healthy. Justin says LVE. Uh, Kevin Shirley says Van Der Esch. Will says LVE. Travis uh, says LVE. Dallas Martin says Jalen. I mean, this is actually, you know, split. But Raul asks really the important question, how healthy is LVE, though? And that's what this ultimately boils down to. And so maybe the question is, what are you more confident in here? Are you more confident in, with regards to 2022 specifically, Leighton Vander Esch's health or Jalen Smith not being a, a disaster? And I don't mean to just pick on Jalen because I know that happens a lot. Uh, David, with a rational answer, says, I'll decide after a year in Dan Quinn, or of Dan Quinn, excuse me, um, I mean, I'm honestly more confident that Layton's health is, is more reliable. Really? That's, that's how, that's where I'm at. Like, and if I, if I have to have one, uh, in 2022, uh, Logan Sparks says Jalen, because I feel he is safer because of Layton Van Der Esch's health. See, like that is such a screaming indictment against Layton's health when you really think about it. Like if you're at a place and I'm not saying that any of you are wrong in the logic that you're using to arrive to this conclusion, but if you are so worried about Leighton Van Der Esch's health, that you are more confident in Jalen Smith's prospects as a linebacker, as Kevin says, Jalen is a liability in coverage. Um, I mean, wow. And and ultimately, though, that's I mean, we're kind of also answering the question as to why this pick is awesome here. Right. At the same time, like in in, in talking about this, you know, in in therapizing this and in, in thinking about this, this this really does justify the mold, the overall mold of this class. Think about this for a second. We do, I don't know. Why I have my headphones on still, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but think about this. We are, oh, man, Dr. Drew letting us know, man, not a cool thing here. Um, the Tommy Togiayi just got picked. Where did he go? Um, the Cleveland Browns just took him. That sucks so much. Um, wow, that sucks. Um, not cool. But so think about that. There are a lot of people in this stream with us right now who believe that Jalen's talents are more reliable than Leighton Vander Esch's health. Okay, that's fair. Like that's that's a fair conclusion to come to. And again, the linebacker we're talking about here is Jalen Smith. So that is terrifying, right? Like like in in a vacuum, that is really terrifying. And maybe that's a great argument for not picking up Layton's option on Monday. Um, so all that being said, do you not feel much better now that like let's step out of this conversation 
do you not feel so much better that the Cowboys just drafted Micah Parsons on Thursday? Because our confidence in Leighton Vanderish is so minimal that half of you, more than half, I'd say like 60 to 65% would rather bet on Jalen Smith. I mean, so, I mean, how do you not, how are you not over the moon that the Cowboys now have Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox? And so while we look at this draft class as a whole, a lot of people are upset about it. The, 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 the picks that border this class at the moment, as we come up on pick 138, we are now about six selections away. I mean, th- th- like you've addressed an incredible Achilles heel on your team. And I like, that's an important thing here. Um, if uh, Logan Sparks says, I feel a lot better. Sparks fly. It's like electricity. Uh, Taylor Swift once told us that. Uh, Dre says, I feel great about Parsons and Cox. And look, dra- we, 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 we tend to harp on draft classes and we say like, oh, this player is not that great, whatever. If the Cowboys walk away with two starting linebackers from this class, I mean, we obviously have hopes for everybody else and the players the Cowboys have yet to pick. But if they walk away with two linebackers that can start for them for the next four years over the life of these rookie contracts, that's already a win. Right. I mean, the Cowboys have given themselves an escape hatch when it comes to the weakest portion of their defense. I know that safety is a weak spot, but the Cowboys have addressed safety in a quantitative sense. Let's take a look at the safety uh, depth chart for the Cowboys right now. This offseason, the Cowboys brought in Demonte KZ and J. Ron Kirst. They obviously had Stephen Parker, Darian Thompson, and Donovan Wilson. All right, so there's a lot of people who believe in Donovan Wilson. I'm a fighting Texas Aggie myself, um, and I think it would be irresponsible if the Cowboys just kind of like relied on that, but it is what it is. And so overall, the Cowboys have added two safeties in free agency. Let's get our corner uh, uh, depth chart up here. Where is it? Corners, corners, corners. Where are you? Right here. The Cowboys, keep in mind, Kelvin Joseph now part of this, but they now have Kelvin along with Anthony Brown. Uh, talking about legit corners here. Trayvon Diggs, Jordan Lewis, Reggie Robinson, we all have hopes for. I mean, and so I think we can kind of live with the situation at not, and, and I'm not saying that that's the expectation or that's the ideal uh, result, but there, there are things that we like, right? Like there, there are, there are things that there are potentials, there are hopes, there are future, um, you know, dreams about what exists at corner and what exists at safety, right? That, that is a real thing. A lot of people like the Demonte Casey signing. We'll see if Keanu Neal is playing more safety, especially now. Think about this. We, we've been talking about this. We did a recap video uh, that's going to be up on our YouTube channel after day two. We'll obviously do another recap video after day three is completely over. But we talked about how the Micah Parsons pick might allow Keanu Neal to play more safety than was originally thought when the Cowboys first signed him. We heard about he was going to play weak side linebacker or whatever. Well, the Cowboys have just drafted two linebackers now, so they may have effectively really allowed Keanu Neal to play more safety. And so, again, not not that I'm a fan of like two birds, one stone, but you can if you start to peel the onion of this back layer by layer like ogres tend to be, There's a lot of logic here, and the logic exists for some of these picks. The logic is a little bit more absent for, like, Nishan Ride and Chauncey Golston, and I agree with that. Um, But, you know, that... There's, it's 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 fair to feel good here, I think, is my point. And I'm f- certainly feeling more optimistic uh, about the state of the Cowboys right now. And I think that you are uh, just based on all of the comments here because the Cowboys, they're back. They're, <laughs> they, they, look how easy it is to rope us back in. Uh, you make one great pick. Um, and speaking of picks, let's see here. Um, uh, just to catch you up, the Bucks uh, took North Texas legend uh, Jalen Darden. So he is now headed to Tampa Bay. 
Um, let's see here. Uh, Ed Werder with a nice note here from ESPN. Jabril Cox is the first LSU front seven player picked by the Cowboys since Marcus Spears back in 2005. So the Cowboys, uh, you know, getting a nice, uh, nice front seven player. Um, Christian Estrada says, so who's not playing Jalen? I mean, you know, I don't think any of us are. I think the Cowboys are. But a big deal here. You never root for players to get cut, right? Like nobody does. However, I thought, you know, I wrote about in the offseason or still in the offseason, but uh, about how the Cowboys could kind of send a message if they cut Jalen Smith, right? That they were more committed to different things just because Jalen has kind of been this example of, if you want to call it nepotism within the Cowboys, but catering to players who they seem to have higher, you know, focuses or higher priorities on for whatever reasons. Obviously, a lot of people feel a lot of ways about Jalen Smith. And so obviously, they didn't cut him. His salary is now guaranteed. You can't cut him. That wouldn't be smart at this point in time. But the Cowboys are clearly done with letting Jalen Smith just have his way, right? Like the the snaps and the attention and the playing time has been Jalen's unequivocally uh, really since 2018. And granted, he played very well in 2018. But Jalen has, if there is a Cowboy player who has not suffered any, uh, you know, quote unquote, fallout for his poor play over the last two years it's certainly Jalen Smith you could and maybe number two on that list is Leighton Vanderesh. and so the Cowboys have now very 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 clearly said we're not settling anymore at linebacker they ultimately still have some you know things to address at corner um, but it is what it is. So what do we think here? Let's transition um, away from the linebacker conversation because I think we're all happy. We're all thrilled. Uh, the Cowboys got a great value. Um, so what do we want to see? Let's go with positions here. What position do you want to see the Cowboys address as we come up about four picks away from pick 138 overall? Where do you want to see the Dallas Cowboys go? Because there are options here. Um they could go defensive tackle. They still haven't taken a safety. Um, they still haven't taken an offensive tackle. Uh, where do you want to see the Cowboys go right here? Let's get a swig of water. Mike's secret stuff. Ian Book just went to the New Orleans Saints, according to KT Turner, who will join us momentarily. Um, that sucks, uh, if I'm being honest. But uh, let's see here. Lots of responses for offensive line. Um, lots of responses for safety. Um, okay. So nobody wants to go defensive tackle. That's my bad here. Um, let's see here. Let's cycle through. Uh, we've been busy here. So correct me if I'm wrong, if any of these safeties are gone. Uh, but Bobby mentioned him a moment ago when he was on Hamsa and Cyril Dean, I believe is still on the board. Jamar Johnson still on the board. I think, I don't think anybody's taken him. Um, safety is an option. Uh, Sam G says, I'm, I have a feeling Sam that you're going to get an answer here of no. Am I the only one who really likes Caden Stearns? Uh, Chris Killens, in all caps, Jamar Johnson. Again, I mean, an option. Uh, Dane Brugler has a, a third, fourth-round grade on him um, coming out of Indiana. I mean, you know, and by the way, the Saints pick just now in uh, Ian Book from Notre Dame going uh, to the New Orleans Saints, maybe the quarterback of the future for there. Yeah, that will be very interesting to see uh, what happens, obviously, in a Drew Breesless world. But uh, okay, okay, okay. Checking, checking, checking. Everything seems fine. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, just making sure everything's good here. Um, I think safety is in play here. Um, y- there are options. Again, um, if if we're talking about offensive tackles, um, 
I don't know. And, and clearly the Cowboys are not that concerned. Uh, and I find that to be interesting. When the Cowboys went with Micah Parsons over Rashawn Slater, uh, we talked about it here on the live show about how they were kind of telling everybody that they felt more confident in the future, at least the immediate short-term future, of both Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins than they did in Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderish. And they have now even doubled down on that conviction, as we've talked about with the selection of Jabril Cox. I believe, no, Sam Cosme went last night. Um, let's see here. Off Who's your favorite offensive tackle option? Um, if, if you are team offensive tackle at 138 overall, who do you want? Let's go with, uh, who, who do we have here? Um, I'm, I'm checking here who is still available and, uh, who do you want? Who do you want? Who do you want? Uh, Sam G says, I mean, I liked Steele and Knight as the season went on last year, talking about Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight, um, as you know, swing tackle options for the Cowboys. And that's fair. And a point I've brought up a lot. Um, over this offseason has been that the Cowboys are in a very unique position in that they're two young depth tackle options in both Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele are in their second and third years, respectively. Terrence is second, Brandon is third, and they have legitimate experience starting in the NFL, uh, which isn't always the case for your backup tackles. The Cowboys also, don't forget, sign Ty Naseki. Uh, this offseason to be probably their true swing tackle. So ultimately, you know, they do have some options. Um, so Deontay Smith is uh, what David Medina is talking about uh, out of East Carolina, I believe still available. Um, and so maybe I, although here, if I'm, if I'm picking here, I think the answer is safety. Clint Jones says, is Sean Wade still available? I, I think so actually. Um, I don't believe Sean has gone off the board. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think he is. Let's see here. Um, 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 okay, cool. Now we're, uh, well, a tweet from the Dallas Morning News is Michael Gelkin. Dating back to free agency, Cowboys been looking at improving coverage ability at linebacker. Yeah, you think. Also wanted more contribution on special teams from linebacker depth. Fair to wonder if the team would have picked Jabril Cox on Friday had Micah Parsons not been picked on Thursday. Must be thrilled to get both. That's an interesting question. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Uh, but if, say the Cowboys had taken Rashawn Slater, maybe they do take Jabril Cox on Friday night, um, you know, because it is what it is. Darren asks, what do we think of the Giants draft? There's Tony, obviously, uh, walked away with Aziz, I believe. I mean, the Giants, and again, the Giants building up future capital. The Giants are having the best draft of the NFC East. I really hate to say that, but um, it is the case. Okay, the Minnesota Vikings have taken Janarius Robinson, which means there are now three picks left before the Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. Kevin KT Turner will join us to discuss whoever the Cowboys pick. Uh, Joe Manzari tweets at me. Uh, Joe, are you watching here? If so, respect on getting uh, to me on Twitter. It says Marvin Wilson at 138. Who's a fan of Marvin Wilson at 138? Uh, I believe still available. This is, again, this is the day where we're checking, um, you know, everybody who's still left. Who's out? Marvin Wilson, I, again, fifth round grade, according to Dane Brugler. Um, so you're technically reaching in that sense because we are still on the fourth round. Um, but, you know, let's see here. Just making sure everything is all set. Uh, okay, we're all good here. Um, well, let's look at the comments. Comments got Jeff Cox says Wilson. Yes. Okay, let's boil this down to some options then. Let's say um, at, at, at defensive tackle, let's call it Marvin Wilson at um, – at uh, safety, we'll call it um, we'll call it Jamar Johnson, and at tackle, we'll call it Deontay Smith. 
So if those are your options right now, you are in charge of the Dallas Cowboys war room right now. You, yes, talking directly to you, looking right in your eyes. All right, who do you pick? If it's Marvin Wilson, it's Jamar Johnson, or it's Deontay Smith, you can go D-tackle, you can go safety, you can go offensive tackle. What are you doing and why? Loyal King Royal says, is this live? It is live and living color, baby. We'll be here all day long. We will have a stream for every single round. This is our round four stream. When this is over, we'll go to round five. Then we'll go to round six. Then we'll go to round seven because we are sick about the Dallas Cowboys. We love this. And then after that, guess what? We will have an undrafted free agent show where we will cover all the UDFAs that the Dallas Cowboys are signing. So uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, uh, Raul says uh, Jamar Johnson. Um Punjabi says uh, Jamar Johnson. Um, Loyal King Royal says, I thought Periscope ended. Not. Nah, we're back. We ain't going anywhere. Uh, Sam G says, I think you have to take a defensive tackle. Um, uh, Christopher says, I think stop, uh, stop the Run is the name of the game. Um, we've got Eric, a fan of, uh, let's see, no, sorry, I've lost this here. Um, C says, Homsen and Cyril Dean. We were talking Jamar Johnson, but obviously another safety option. Um, the Ravens uh, have traded. Uh, the Ravens have traded out with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Rashad Weaver has gone to the Tennessee Titans at 135. We're getting very close. Um, let's see here. Our own Connor Lives. He just tweeted out. I'm uh, I'm absolutely begging for James Wiggins or our Darius Washington for the Cowboys. We'll happily take Tui Paluto. Uh, excuse me, Tui Paluto, Stone Forsyth, um, Smith, Roche. Uh, Wilson is a fan or Jamar Johnson. Lots of options. Lots of options for the Cowboys um, here. And we've been saying that so far throughout the draft and come up shy. Uh, but again, okay, so the Tennessee Titans pick is officially in. The Seattle Seahawks now are on the clock after the Arizona Cardinals picked. Okay, so the, the Seattle Seahawks are on the clock, which means we are very close to the Dallas Cowboys being on the clock, being on the clock, excuse me, and officially one pick away now. So we are getting very, very very close to another pick for the Dallas Cowboys. I will say um, uh, lots of uh, lots of uh, proponents for defensive tackle. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, lot, a lot of you do prefer defensive tackle right here for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to I'm going to go Jamar Johnson. That's where I and last night we talked a lot and we tried to manifest if I to the Fondo to the Cowboys that did not work. But looking at what the Cowboys have done. They have taken, let's get this uh, draft class up here so far. They've taken two linebackers in Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox, obviously. They've taken a corner twice over in Kelvin Joseph and Nishan Wright, and they have a defense. They've taken two defensive linemen. So if you think about this, they've addressed, you know, each level of the defense twice over except for safety. Um, granted, they've taken one tackle and one in, so not exactly the same thing. Um, but Sean Wade is still there, by the way, if they want a third corner. Um which I think would make people feel a lot better about the Nishan Wright pick. Um, and keep in mind, the Cowboys are going to have to wait a little bit here. This is going to be the longest the Cowboys have had to wait in some time um, after 138. So whatever you're taking here, it means you like him a lot more than the rest of the group here. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals have taken at pick 136, Marco Wilson, another safety. Uh, so, that's that makes me go safety. If we're going to start to see a run on safety here, we just saw one go 136 to Arizona. Um, I think you have to take a safety right now. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, you've already, you know, you've flirted with the line. Um, our Darius Washington is an option as well. If you want to do that, uh, you obviously missed out on Mo Rig last night. Um, but I, I think this has to be a safety uh, just because you don't have one yet. And you're going to have to wait a long time. If the run is going to start, we're waiting to see what the Seattle Seahawks are doing here. 
but yes, these the Cardinals pick is officially, and they have taken Marco Wilson. Just to be clear here, uh, waiting, waiting, waiting to find out what the Seattle Seahawks have done. Uh, um, Nope, no, no word yet. But again, this has to be a safety in my mind. I really do think this, um, especially I'm curious to see what Seattle does. Um, no, that's the Vikings pick. We don't need the Vikings pick. We're so far past the Vikings pick. The Seattle Seahawks. Okay, let's get this. Uh, let's get this up here. The Dallas Cowboys are now on the clock. The Seattle Seahawks have taken Trey Brown with the 137th overall pick. All right, people, the Cowboys on the clock. Um, let's see here. A wise word from Captain Lansano. They should just draft the best player they like. Duh. I mean, of course. Um, okay. Uh, um, Day Day Bay, uh, Day says, uh, "Give me Stearns or Jamar Johnson." Um, I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a big Caden Stearns fan. I know there's certainly a lot of people that are, uh, but um, this let's go safety. I mean, we've seen back to back DBs go. Um, I think this has to be a safety. Uh, Christopher Lozano says best safety. Hayden Crow says Jamar Johnson. Uh, Watsamata says go DTDTT. I can't say all that. Uh, go defensive tackle. Um, let's see. Lonnie, a fan of Jamar Johnson. Um, I think this has to be a safety. All right. Let's see. Um, waiting, waiting, waiting for uh, what the Cowboys are going to do here. Uh, any This pick should be here any moment. I mean, just, just hang on here. Hold. I feel like Mel Gibson. Hold. Uh, what are the Cowboys doing? What are the Cowboys doing? Checking, 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 uh, checking, checking, checking. And by the way, Kevin KT Turner will join us after this pick to talk about it. Uh, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Come on, Twitter. Give it to us. We need to know who the Cowboys just took. Come on. Let's go. Let's see. Let's get a swig of water as we wait. By the way, if you haven't joined us yet, um, this is where Twitter is for me. We've got a whole command center set up. I promise I'm not avoiding you. I like looking over here. It's just, you know, we've got to keep up with the information. Okay. Uh, here we go, people. Here we go. Hold on. Buckle up. Get ready because the pick is in. With the 138th overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys have taken Marshall offensive tackle Josh Ball. So the Cowboys finally on the board with an offensive tackle. Your thoughts, your initial grades, A, B, C, D, F. Josh Ball, the pick for the Dallas Cowboys, the Marshall tackle. Uh, James, uh, James, goodness gracious. <laughs> um, Dane Brugler from The Athletic has Ball as his 17th offensive tackle as a fifth-round pick. This is still the fourth round, uh, but... But, but the Cowboys needed an offensive tackle. Uh, Juan says, told y'all, yes, Juan did. Let's go ahead and get our invitation over to KT uh, so he can join us. Maybe he'll be able to calm us down. Uh, the invitation now sent to KT. As we come back here, Twitter is flying. Let me tell him. All right, we've got it sent. Uh, and let's see, let's see, let's see. Josh Ball. So the Cowboys go and tackle. Um I think uh, Michael says W minus. Uh, I, this is okay. Th look, this this was a necessary thing, and so is safety. But man alive, the Cowboys have now gone seven picks without addressing the safety position. Uh, Jerome says B. We need depth there. I agree with that. Hayden says underwhelming. And look, I think it's underwhelming because we're coming off of the Jabril Cox pit. We were in a state of you know euphoria right now here for a little bit here. But this is this is a. Um, this was look. The Cowboys went a long time before addressing anything on offense, and they finally have done so. 
They've got a tackle. They now have options. We'll see, obviously, what happens with Tyna Seki past 2021. We'll see how much the Cowboys ultimately believe in Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele. Um, but look, um, Dallas Martin says, I'm okay with it. We need the depth. Um, Morgan says, after six straight picks on defense, I'm fine with this. Yeah, I think that this is fine. Like, this is this is a, a, a fine moment. Um, ultimately, um, the Cowboys, I know a lot of people wanted Deontay Smith. Um, he was still available, I believe. I'm just making certain. Um, KT's tweet right now, he's about to join us. Uh, I actually like Josh Ball. He's so long, just needs to be stronger in the run game. He's a really good, projectable guy. I actually love it. Others would have taken here, sure, but I needed them to take an offensive tackle today, and this is a good prospect here. In fact, let's go ahead. The man who wrote that tweet joins us now, Kevin KT Turner. KT, how goes it? How is your, uh, your Saturday going? It's beautiful. I'm on the couch and it's and it's dark in my in my house and I'm just sitting here. I'm, I'm about to get some pizza and then it's not going to move. And I like this pick. I actually like this pick. This is this is okay. I wanted them to go offensive tackle at some point. Um, I hope we all did because of uh, the issues there. You know, and and the games that I watched from Josh Ball, I didn't one time see him get beat around the edge. And that's because of his length. I mean, again, he's six eight. Like, that's a that's an awesome thing. Those guys do get top heavy. Those guys uh, do have you know situations where they don't move as well. But his reach was able to keep people from getting around him. Um, I guess his, his official measurements six seven, just under six seven and a half, uh, thirty five inch arms. I mean, like he's a he's a behemoth. Um, but that's the thing. Just it's all about the movement skills, and I think technique a little bit, and that can be coached up because I don't need him to play this year. I hope. Right. So, um, who was uh, who was the Arkansas tackle they got that was like six ten? Um, you know who I'm talking about? Like yeah. two years ago, um, Dan Scooper. I actually talked you. to him yeah. a month ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, not quite like you know, ultra giant, but tall, certainly, and a project tackle. This is what they needed. They, they need, I mean, again, you know, I don't think anybody's like going to sleep easy with Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele, but I mean, they, they have them behind Ty Naseki. This is, this is a project. That's, that's what it is. And if it's your first offensive player taken after you've devoted like more, you know, over half of your resources to the defensive side of the ball at this point, I don't know how you're upset about, about this. No, no, absolutely. I think the one thing that I would say, and, and by the way, background on Josh Ball. I mean, he he was a Florida State guy. I mean, he went to Florida State, um, and then he had to to move. He had off the field issues, and that's important to talk about. I, and I, I almost feel bad about glossing over that because that is one thing. When you know, I watched the tape on Josh Ball. Had some pretty good notes on him. And then you find out a little more, and you go, "Oh, maybe I don't like this guy as much because of some things." He had a couple of allegations of uh, domestic abuse. So, I mean, I, that that needs to get thrown out there, right? Um, but, like, you know, he, he transferred to Marshall after he went to a community college. And then, you know, last year, just in only eight games, but he played really good. He played right tackle. Um, so, I mean, look, I, I, again, this is, this is a project. This is not – you know, they also signed a swing tackle this year. So right. this is not the guy who, you know, you're counting on to take over for Tyron. God forbid Tyron gets hurt or whatever. I don't think that's what you're talking about. 
I think when you're, what you're doing is you're looking at your board and saying, we need an offensive tackle. And we've seen them draft for need quite a bit in this draft. And you go, you go to the offensive tackle board, who's available. And for them, it was Josh Ball. You know, I might have had a, a, a couple names. I liked Deontay Smith from, from East Carolina. Um, you know, I liked Adrian Ely a little bit from Oklahoma. But Josh Ball's right in that mix, you know, based on his tape. So, Casey, what are your thoughts on the character concerns amid the overall class, um, given that this is a team that I don't want to say had character issues last year, but certainly had moments where the locker room was more fragile um, than it has been in years past? Um, So going Micah Parsons and Kelvin Joseph immediately and now going with another character Red flag. Red flag is such an aggressive term, uh, but yeah. three three of their seven picks now have issues in that capacity, which is, I mean, now now it's now it's not just a coincidence. Now it's a common thread across three different players. Okay, so there's one thing I'd say. I think I thought you had a good word there in fragile. I think that's a good word because whatever it was, there was some tension of some sort. Right. Um, now I could do the old Norm McDonald joke from the ESPYS where he talked about if the Cowboys want to get back to winning. Um, Super Bowls, they've got to go back to the cocaine and strippers, but I don't think it's that type of thing. Like, I, I think my issue is is both of those guys having questions. Like, with Micah Parsons, just because I would have taken Ron Slater over Micah Parsons doesn't make Micah Parsons a bad pick. He was one of the top 12, 13 guys clearly in this draft, and there will be multiple games this year where you go, Micah Parsons was the best player we had on defense. Like, that will yeah. happen. You go to and Deontay Smith just went at 139 to the Bengals, who I liked a little bit more. But um, and then, you know, with Kelvin Joseph, that's where I kind of would have gone in a different direction. The things that you hear about Kelvin Joseph, you know, and I'm very careful about this stuff because I don't, I typically don't care, but you don't want to double down. And this was different because with Kelvin Joseph, it was not one person or two people, it was multiple people reaching out and saying, man, I know we all like his tape a little bit, but here's what I'm hearing. And that ju- it, it just gets around at some point. So, you know, hopefully it works out. Hopefully it's fine. Um, but I just don't it, – it's a dangerous thing, right? It's a dangerous thing. And to me, you know, when you had other guys, I'm kind of like pulling up my board and I was sitting there going – God, I bet Paulson and Debo would have been a lot of fun right there. And you can right. play those games all day, though. I mean, that's what the draft's about. You can play those games all day and compare it. It's it's a touch of an issue, but hey, man, getting good players is what this business is about, right? The Cowboys' bottom line has been affected over the last couple of years, and quite frankly, they were embarrassed by their defense. So, character concerns be damned. Let's get them good players. You mentioned the classic Norm McDonald line. Um, we got a comment here. It says we're done with the Boy Scout players. Another common, you know, line. Uh, we need, we need, you know, get the choir boys out, get the Boy Scouts out. I don't, I don't buy that. That they're like, let's just go opposite end of the spectrum. But I guess I, I mean, and people like it's not like Jason Garrett's era never oversaw a questionable pick in this capacity. Um, it just feels like they're just taking the players they like. You know, red yeah. flags be damned. It's not Greg Hardy, like you right. know, like. This is this is more to me. It's more about Tyrone Crawford is gone, Sean Lee is gone. You know, it's it's more of things like that because you know some you want that type of you know, and it's those things. That's why they were so interested in J.C. Horn. 
uh, because J.C. Horn is like natural leadership type stuff. So you can't w- one day tell me that you want to change the culture and to, and say that you like all these things about these guys and then completely go in the opposite direction. And that's where I kind of get a little annoyed by them. But Kelvin Joseph's a, man, he's a good player. They needed an outside corner who had a little bit of length, and they got it. Again, to me, now that you got Jabril Cox too, don't you kind right. of feel like Rashawn Slater would have been like a better pick? I don't know. I mean, I know there's a lot of people on the on the Parsons train, and I like Parsons fine, but I, I thought Slater was a better player. I thought there was super high end long term potential you know, for Rashawn Slater to just ease in and take over for Tyron after one more year. But, you know, so, maybe Tyron's got four years left. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if you're playing hindsight, you could go – you could have gone Rashawn Slater, Nick Bolton, Jabril Cox, right? So, like, if, if you're playing give me two linebackers and a tackle, I think people like that better than Parsons, Cox, and now Josh Ball. Um, but, I mean, again, I mean, you're – you know, your your tweets, you know, over the last year have, have been honest and in, in not buying, you know, everything that um, that the head of the team says. And, and you're right. Like, I mean, the idea that, you know, they're talking about character like that's that's where they don't do themselves favor, I suppose. And that's why, like, these picks, you know, raise such eyebrows. Right. Because they, they are so publicly advocating we're changing the culture and then you know you do you tell us that and then you spend three of your first seven picks on guys that have these these really 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 prominent question marks and so it's it's kind of like you know uh, yesterday in in the Micah Parsons you know press conference Mike McCarthy saying you know that he wasn't on the zoom call with Micah like you don't have to say that you know like and so I in, yeah. in one sense while I appreciate the honesty you're only injecting confusion and hysteria when you do these types of things and so like just stop saying if, if, if I mean this is up to the Cowboys the other ones building this football team if they really you know it seems like they, they must not care as much as they say they do about these character concerns just stop saying it because you're making yourself look bad in the process no no there's no doubt about it and we're also in this world where we haven't had uh, had the ability to have a ton of access, right, with with COVID and all that stuff, and that changes things, and that gets you guessing. So when they do say things, it's like, well, the few things you've said, we have to, like, we're listening to it a little more closely. Right. It, it, it's all it's all very confusing. I, I thought our, our buddy Kavanaugh had a tweet that was pretty good, Jeff Kavanaugh, and it said, uh, you know, if you if you move the Jabril Cox pick to seventy five, and you just bump everyone down one. We're all feeling like a lot better about things. And I would agree because Jabril Cox to me makes up for the experiment at 99, you know, and and I think anyone who's gone back, I've had a a small, I haven't seen enough, but I've got a chance to watch like one game of him and the Sean Wright who they took at 99 and I go, okay, I mean, not 99, but, and I saw our buddy Dan Turner from over in, in Europe. And he, he would have had a fourth or fifth round, round grade on him. So it makes me I feel like a little better about that. But last night I went to bed going, what the hell are we doing? So, yeah. I, um, I, I mean, it is. So, okay, let's the, the Jabril Cox pick roped a lot of people back in and got the day started off on, a, on an awesome note. Right. Okay, great. You're, you're finally achieving value. So if that was one foot back forward, where are we now? Have we moved? Have we inched backward at all? Um, I mean, 
you know, from from a football only sense, because I think if you're just looking at the football of it all, um, again, our buddy Dane Brugler had him as a fifth round pick, so technically a reach in that capacity. But if he's okay. your guy, he's your guy right here. Um, but still, um, you got to tackle, right? Like you you achieved it. You know, we had Bobby Belt on a little while ago. He's been harping all draft long about how you know the best way to kind of grade a draft is did did they execute their plan? And so if their plan was to to exit round four with with a lot of defensive help and an offensive tackle, they've done that in a quantitative sense. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I mean, it, it, it was clearly a needs draft for them, and I hate when that happens because you're drafting for guys for four years. Right. So your needs because of a salary cap are going to change every single year. Like it's just what it is. And sometimes certain needs don't go away because of a lack of production uh, at areas that you drafted. And that's kind of why we've been still looking at cornerbacks and linebackers. Right. But, you know, I, I, I would say that I, I saw too the Packers took Royce Newman, uh, uh, offensive lineman from Ole Miss at 142. And I liked him a little more than ball as well, because, you know, he could play all five positions on the offensive line. And I, I would like to have an option if, if uh, Biotish isn't the guy at center. Mm-hmm. I would like to have an option if we never really find a spot for Connor McGovern or if Connor Williams continues to, you know, not be maybe what you hoped he would or if Lyle gets hurt or tired. Like, there's so much that could happen there. But I do think that I do think they have accomplished what they wanted to, needs. Probably one of the things secretly, as dumb as it sounds, is probably – we got to give Dan Quinn a pick. And I'm not sure that I totally agree with that, but that was probably one of their needs. Give Dan Quinn a pick. So I I feel better about it. I'm not, it's not an A+. plus. It's not a perfect draft. But, you know, I, f- I feel better about the defense. I, I tell you that much. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. I think now my biggest question, if because we're always okay, what's what's this? You know, you mentioned it. What what's twenty twenty two look like now? You could have a problem at guard, right? I mean, we're talking about, and not even just guard, like along the entire interior. You know, Zach Martin's obviously starting to wear down. I think ultimately, we're no no confidence is waning in his talents and his abilities, but still, Connor Williams, you mentioned, but in a contract year, are they going to pay Connor Williams? Because I don't think that either of us think that. Um, I, I, what's going to if what's going to happen if you don't pay Connor Williams and Tyler Biotis isn't the guy and co- the Connor McGovern experiment doesn't take off in year? What are we now four? Um, you know. Uh, no, year uh, three. Sorry, um, yeah. and and so then you've got him entering his own contract year next year. So like you're talking about a potential reality where they have to either replace two starters along the offensive line, or have to replace one and deal with a dissatisfactory player in Tyler Biotish. When to your point, if you had taken a player with more versatility along the offensive line, you would at least have kind of hedged that bet in the future. But if you like him enough as a tackle, I mean, do it. But um, you, you can't solve all of your problems. But but now that that is a, a huge question mark that's looming. And who knows, you know, maybe maybe they're the types like, well, we've got Brandon Knight still, and we think Brandon Knight can play guard and tackle. And I know everyone's rolling their eyes at that. I'm trying to talk about how they might view things right. for a, you know, a reality-centered answer. Also, RJ, would you go with me at that at some point a one-technique defensive tackle and a safety today would would kind of be nice to add to the mix? Yeah, I mean, I think – we were talking right before you joined. Um, had this been Jamar Johnson, um, I think I think we'd be feeling better right now. Uh, he's still on the board, as our commenters note. Um, had this been Ardarius Washington, I don't know if he's gone since we started talking. I think we'd feel better. Um, 
I, again, they, they to your, you said this when you first showed up, but they had to walk away with a tackle, and they did that at least. But yeah. so if you're being not obtuse, but if you're being obtuse about it, they did that. And so, you know, if, if one of those safeties falls again, I think they're both still there. Um, but that's, you know, that's ultimately a, a win, I guess. But yeah, like it's another year, man, where here we are and they're, they're going to get 178 picks in barring a move up without addressing the safety. Like I love Donovan Wilson. Xavier Woods is great. You helped manifest that into existence, you know, four years ago now, but you cannot just continually, you know, like bank on fifth and sixth round picks at safety and hope that that's going to be what saves you. Yeah, Gillespie, the safety from Missouri, just went. That's a pretty decent name. And you threw out there Jamar Johnson. Yeah, I'm not as high on, on our Darius Washington as, as I think everyone else is, especially our buddy Kavanaugh, who's kind of, you know, made him a, a big name. But the Demar Hamlin, a guy from, uh, from Pitt at safety, I kind of like. Because that is a very smart, high IQ player who was kind of in charge of dealing with the assignments in the secondary. And I think that's something that's always very helpful. Uh, going down, I mean, our, in Texas here, the, you know, Caden Stern, some, some people might like him. Um, the uh, for, as, as far as a one technique DT, you know, Kyrus Tonga to me makes a lot of sense. And, you know, one of those guys, the wrestling background and all that stuff. Just kind of go, and I know they like Antoine Woods and all that stuff, but <laughs> another body, and let's just keep recycling it. And, and RJ, real quick, dude, I want to read this because I, I I don't know if I said it much. Can I read this from Dane's guide about Josh Ball on you his? You can read anything you want, KT. Sarah, read yeah. Old Man in the Sea if you want. I mean, it's up to you. <laughs> that is one of my favorite books. Um, so Josh Ball, I'm reading this from Dane Brugler's uh, draft guide, The Beast, uh, over on the Athletic. All right, um, he says that Ball was suspended from Florida State in 2018 uh, after a Title IX investigation determined he was responsible for domestic violence against his ex-girlfriend. According to news reports, his girlfriend filed for an injunction for protection against domestic violence and reported to police in September 2017 two instances of alleged battery. Uh, he played 2018 at Butler County Community College and planned to return to Tallahassee after the university approved his reinstatement, but he elected to transfer to Marshall for his final two seasons of eligibility. So, you know, that's kind of what happened to Tyreek Hill. You know, uh, got in trouble, had to go to uh, – at Oklahoma State, had to go to a small school. He did that, did his year at small and up to uh, – but, you know, that, that stuff's not good. Right. That stuff's not good, but the Cowboys will do their homework and they'll – feel comfortable about it and make a selection and you're not that knowing anymore. I'm not, I don't really have too much else to say, but Dane's draft guide kind of gives you the, the specific details rather than me just coming out and saying, he's got a domestic abuse thing in the past. Let's just get the details from Dane's guide first. So different things too. Like everything is different in that sense. But um, now the Cowboys have two guys who aren't just character concerns, but character concerns to where they had to leave their programs in Kelvin Joseph, right? Had to, had to leave. And we're talking about Florida state and LSU big time and had to go to Marshall and Kentucky. I mean, no disrespect to any fans of, of those, you know, programs, but obviously lower levels of college football yeah. that, that didn't like 
even if you didn't know what happened, that I think already, um, you know, causes pause, right? Like, okay, these big time programs had had enough of these players who the Cowboys are spending, you know, picks in, in the second and fourth round on. And that's an uncomfortable feeling. Um, obviously, you have to trust the Cowboys evaluation. Uh, Katie, before you leave, let's go with your, um, your, your favorite pick of the Cowboys so far, your least favorite pick, and you're right in the middle pick because they do have seven, so it provides an opportunity for a nice middle point. Yeah, I mean, my favorite pick is, is Jabril Cox at that value at 115. Uh, I, I really love that value. You know, and I do think Chauncey Golston at 84 is solid, even if it might have been a little early. I was a big fan of this team adding at least one defensive end, at least one just in case, uh, you know. Um my least favorite is clearly Nashawn Wright. <laughs> yeah. And I think that speaks for everyone in Cowboys country, right? Almost. I mean, I know there's a few people coming around. Um, and again, unfairly, I mean, I haven't seen his tape. So, I mean, but I trust Dane Brugler a lot. And when his 38th ranked cornerback goes at pick 99 in a draft that 32 teams are picking in, that's insane. And I don't know how it happens. But so, I mean, like, I'll respect Dane. Dane's a beast, but you're a beast too. And so, like, the fact that you haven't, you know, watched this dude's tape is—I mean, you didn't because you certainly, you certainly didn't expect him to go in the top 100 picks, you know. And that's like that's where people are caught off guard by. Yeah, you know, and I'll say this though. To be fair, when I uh, quit 105.3 The Fan a couple of years ago, uh, that took me off day two and three of the draft on the Cowboys website because they have to simulcast my former station. So instead of doing 300 players, I did like 200 players this year. So if I would have done 300 players, <laughs> there's still a pretty good chance I wouldn't have gotten to Sean Wright. <laughs> but um, maybe I would have. <laughs> that's fair. Um, that's a nice positive spin, um, I suppose. Um, Kevin KT Turner, you can see him at The Athletic as well. You can hear him on The Eagle. Um, and what what – is the the new show KT that that's going on here? Give us a plug. Okay, yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll promote everything real quick. I uh, I'm on the Benitskin show, two to five p.m. on ninety-seven one The Eagle. Don't be weirded out that it's a rock station. We don't play music. We're just a talk show. We still talk Cowboys. We still talk all that stuff. It's just a little less like a little less sports for no reason. We just do everything. Um, uh, the Kevin Turner Show podcast is up on iHeart. Uh, just getting started there with my buddy Jesse Cubanet from the from the Kimmel Show, a good friend of mine who, who works on the Jimmy Kimmel Show. Me and him do a podcast now. So please go auto-download the Kevin Turner Show podcast. I, I need help. Um, uh, and then, uh, you know, the draft show is still having me around every once in a while. And I do about them Cowboys on The Athletic as well. And then coming in September, a new TV show, hopefully hitting all markets in Texas, uh, sports and such, the TV show. So keep an eye on that. KT, uh, one of the best people in the yeah. world. And uh, the very first thing I identified as a hallmark of yours, KT, you recognize the greatness of Joel McHale, but specifically of community. There aren't enough people that understand that to be a great show. Um, so thank you for leading the brigade in that capacity. If you're not watching community, that's like the equivalent of taking Deshaun Wright on YouTube. <laughs> like you can have it, you can watch it, you know, but watch it on day three. No, like community is an excellent show. Uh, I missed the soup. I wish it would come back. Uh, but yeah, if the community's on Netflix, there's no excuses anymore. People get, get there and watch it all. 
I agree. Uh, Kevin KT Turner, thank you so much for taking the time to join us and for, um, I guess, talking us down about Josh Ball. Um, I kind of, uh, but it is what it is. Hey, man, thanks a lot. Enjoy the rest of the draft. Thank you, RJ. Doing great work as always, man. You're a man. Love you. You're the. <laughs> Not sorry to cut KT off right there. Um, okay. This is, um, okay, let's, let's read this tweet, by the way. Um, about two tweets here um, from Josh Ball, or about Josh Ball, um, just as KT leaves. One from Calvin Watkins. According to an Orlando Sentinel story, Josh Ball, remember, as KT noted, uh, coming from Florida State, while at Florida State had, quote, 11 incidents during which Ball showed aggressive behavior, including physical harm to the victim, there was also one incident involving a member of the Florida State football staff. Um, A tweet just now from Jeff Kavanaugh um, tweeted um, a, a line from Josh Ball, who's on with the fan, the, the Cowboys broadcast right now. The past is the past, and everybody's moved on, so I don't really have a comment on all that. Uh, this is Jeff's uh, part of Jeff's tweet, but Je- Jeff's point. Bad answer to me if allegations are true. Some people don't get to move on from that trauma so easily. Um, so definitely um some some things to sit on some things to think about um as the draft continues to go on uh my name is rg ochoa if you did not know if you've joined us slide on the manager and editor-in-chief over at blogandthevoice.com uh we will be covering the draft all day long this is the end of our round four stream we will be launching our round five stream in about 30 minutes about 1 30 ish p.m central standard time uh so head on over to that if you're watching wherever you are uh you can see the link to that so go get ready we'll be there to talk about what the cowboys are going to do in the fifth round they hold one pick at the moment the 179th overall selection uh, we'll be there to discuss it all gonna get caffeinated again gonna take a break let's uh let's go the cowboys still have four picks to make people and we have a lot to discuss so we'll see you over there it's gonna be a really fun rest of the day we have a lot of guests slated to join us so uh we'll see you in just a little bit talking round five of the 2021 nfl draft 